Hi gang, this is Dr. Rob, and you're listening to the House Call Doctor's Quick and Dirty Tips for Taking Charge of Your Health. Welcome to the final episode of Embarrassing Subject Month. So far, I've dealt with an embarrassing itch, when your movements go wrong, and when your pee makes surprise visits. Today, I'm going to cover what many consider the mother of all embarrassing subjects, male problems. When I say male problems, I'm not talking about the inability to put the toilet seat down or match clothes properly or ask for directions when hopelessly lost. Sorry, I honestly have absolutely no answer for those types of problems aside for hypnosis or huge bribes. I am talking about a man's manhood. I've noticed over my years of practice that men are extremely emotionally sensitive to the form and function of their reproductive organ, so much so that problems in this area end up being a major source of depression. The good news is that there are now very good treatments to the problems in this area that have plagued men over the ages. The bad news is that I have to somehow do this podcast while keeping it from getting the explicit label on iTunes. I will do my best, but I must warn you that I do say the word penis, which may get you into trouble at home or work, so I suggest that you don't play it too loud. And if you're a middle school-aged boy, you can go ahead and start snickering right now. The questions I get asked about a man's organ fall under three main categories, size, shape, and function. Okay, I know you've all seen the commercials about the men who are taking some amazing herbal supplement that makes them get larger and how happy it makes their partner. Worry over size is an insecurity that these companies capitalize on. Teenage boys seem especially worried about their size. Unlike girls who seem to be able to talk about nearly anything with each other, it's a subject few guys want to talk about despite the insecurity. So what is the normal size? A normal penis is 3 to 4 inches long when flaccid and 5 to 7 inches long when erect. Teenage boys stop growing down there between ages 16 and 18. It's one of the last things to develop during puberty. So what about the famous question, does size matter? Studies seem to indicate that most partners don't really care about size, although some studies say that of the two extremes, being too large can be more of a problem than being too small. There is one condition that affects the shape of the penis, and it's called Peyronie's disease. In this condition, the phallus gets a curve in it, and it's painful when erect. There are a number of causes, and many of them can be significantly approved with either medical or surgical treatments. See your doctor if you have this problem. So what about function? There are two main areas in which a man has problems with the function of his reproductive organ. Problems with sexual climax and erectile problems. Problems with climax break down into two categories, too early and too late. Climaxing too early, a condition called premature ejaculation, is a problem that has combination of both physical and psychological factors. Despite often being a physical problem at the start, it does cause men to become insecure and anxious, and so can end up being an anxiety problem as well. That anxiety makes problems worse and has been a thorn in the side of many relationships. In the past, the treatment for premature ejaculation was therapy using both psychological and sexual therapists which men would generally refuse to do. Things changed radically 20 years ago with the introduction of the antidepressant Prozac. 
Besides being a breakthrough drug for the treatment of depression and anxiety, people also noticed that it delayed climax in both men and women. Though that was a bad side effect for many people on the drug, it was an incredibly good thing for men with premature ejaculation. So now the mainstay of treatment for this condition is to use Prozac or any of the other drugs in this class. Which leads to the other side of the issue, delayed climax. Delayed climax is not a common problem in men except for those taking certain medications. Delayed climax basically doesn't happen unless people are taking certain medications that can cause it. As I said, the antidepressants related to Prozac are the main culprits, but there are also some blood pressure and prostate medications that can significantly affect a man's climax. In any of these cases, the benefit of being on the drug may outweigh the risk, so don't stop them and be sure to talk to your doctor if you have any of these problems. And this brings me to the final issue, erectile problems. The discovery of medications to treat erectile dysfunction, conditions sometimes called impotence, has made this formerly hidden problem a topic of frequent discussion in my office. Men still get a certain awkward expression on their face when they're about to bring the subject up. I can usually tell quickly if a man's going to ask it, but they do ask, and that's a good thing. ED is defined as the inability of a man to achieve or maintain an erection. Performance anxiety is often a main cause of ED. I suspect this is the case when I see a sudden onset or if ED happens in a younger man. Medications. Eight of the 12 most commonly prescribed drugs have ED listed among the side effects, and so any medication, especially blood pressure medications, should be suspected with a new onset of ED. Problems with circulation or blood flow, this is actually the main cause of erectile dysfunction, and I'll get into that a little bit more later. And finally, other chronic diseases such as diabetes and neurological problems. Now, these causes are not mutually exclusive, as men with circulation problems often are on blood pressure medications, and the onset of ED can create significant performance anxiety. The good news, as I'm sure you are aware, is that there are now very effective medications for the treatment of ED. But let me end this podcast with a caution. Since ED is often a sign of blood flow or circulation problems, it can be an early sign of life-threatening conditions. Men with ED have a significantly higher rate of atherosclerosis, the narrowing of the arteries that leads to heart attack and stroke. This narrowing of the arteries is also what causes ED in men, and so the man should be evaluated for heart disease and its risk factors if he presents with erectile dysfunction. The medications for ED are generally quite safe, even for men with known heart disease, but they can cause serious interactions with some medications. So check your pharmacist or doctor before starting medications like Viagra, Cialis, or Levitra. How do these medications work? Well, basically, they increase the blood flow. That's all I've got for male problems. These are great questions and important issues. Having them shouldn't make you embarrassed, and they should just get you talking with your doctor. Really, the closed doors of an exam room should always be an invitation to talk about whatever worries you. Dealing with personal subjects is a major part of what we do, so it shouldn't make you embarrassed and keep you from talking to your doctor. 
If you have questions, embarrassing or not, that you want me to cover, send them to housecalldoctor at quickanddirtytips.com or you can submit them to me on Twitter at housecalldoc and again on my Facebook page. And, of course, you can visit me on my blog, Musings of a Distractible Mind, at distractible.org. Let me once again remind you that this podcast is for informational purposes only. My goal is to add to your medical knowledge and translate some of the weird medical stuff you hear so that when you do go to your doctor, your visits will be more fruitful. I don't intend to replace your doctor. He or she is the one you should always consult about your own medical condition. Catch you next time. Don't be embarrassed. Stay healthy. Bye.